Are you tired of feeling stuck in a cycle of scarcity, knowing deep down that you're destined for so much more? Do you yearn to elevate your wealth and manifest a life overflowing with abundance? Well, get ready to embark on a transformational journey because the free Money Mindset Workshop is back and better than ever. Mark your calendars for Friday, May the 31st at 6pm UK time, where we'll be diving into the secrets of unlocking all that prosperity. If you can't make it live, no worries. You'll still have access to the replay so you won't miss a single nugget of wisdom. So why should you join me for this life-changing free workshop? Firstly, we're going to shake off those limiting beliefs and mindset blocks that have been holding you back. It's time to break free and unleash the full potential of your money mindset. Then we'll be talking about manifesting wealth and success like never before. So say goodbye to just dreaming and hello to turning those dreams into tangible realities. And let's not forget about the cash flow because we're going to explore all the ways that money can flow into your life, enriching it beyond measure. Some of you might be wondering, does mindset really work? Absolutely. This workshop will serve as your guide and light, showing you how mindset shapes your reality and empowers you to actively pursue your goals. So whether you're a newbie to positive money mindset or a seasoned pro, this workshop is designed for you. If you're ready to see a significant transformation in your wealth and you're eager to embrace new techniques for inviting prosperity into your life, then you belong here. So what's on the agenda? We've got a 90-minute interactive session where we'll tackle those limiting beliefs head-on and uncover the abundance waiting to be embraced. Just imagine, instead of struggling, you could manifest money faster easier and with less effort. Are you ready to step into a life of abundance? Join me Friday, May the 31st for my free money mindset workshop. To sign up for your free place, visit cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk forward slash workshop. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. As you all know by now, my name is Mart. I'm your host. And this week, I've got another amazing guest for you. Honestly, I'm so, so excited about this one. I'm going to wet myself. Um, she first shot to fame on our TVs in 2016 on a little show called The Apprentice. And from having that CEO style and flair, she's since gone on her own spiritual journey and founded the groundbreaking, life-changing, revolutionary belief code and modality. She's a mindset coach, a business coach. She really does do it all. So please give a very warm welcome to Jessica Cunningham. Jess, it's such an honor to have you on the show. How are you? Oh my God, can I just say, what an intro. That, that was amazing. <laughs> I think it's like the X Factor intro, you know, when it comes up with all your facts and that. <laughs> Only I, I could sort of believe, I was like, wow, I sound amazing. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> So, Jess, I guess just before we get into belief coding, could you kind of introduce yourself to the listeners? Just tell us a bit about your journey, how you got to where you are today, your spiritual journey, and how you started with belief coding. Yeah, so I think for anybody who doesn't know what belief coding is, it's amazing, and you're going to find out all about it, but it literally, oh, you've got the brochure. Um, I have. (laughs) It is literally amazing. And I think a lot of us were underneath the impression of, you know, we can't change. We're just naturally anxious. Um, If you're listening to more regularly, which I'm guessing you are, you'll want to know how to manifest. And, you know, you'll be, you're thinking, why hasn't my manifestations happened? And well, essentially, every single thing to do with who we are and what we want always stems from our belief systems. So my journey started God bloody hell, my journey started into spirituality when I was actually 18 years old. And this kid gave me a book on the beach and it was called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And ever since that day, I've sort of been hooked on kind of spirituality, energy, manifestation. Um, And then I, I started to kind of model a lot of successful people. And one thing I realized was, you know, successful people, they talked about manifestation they talked about like vision boards and all of this kind of you know quote-unquote woo-woo stuff um so I really started to take it all serious and really really embody that anyway then I don't know if you've been like this Mark, but for me anyway I really got into spirituality then you know life took over I had three children um, and I started to stop doing all of my practices um and then actually that sounds quite good you know what it's funny every time everyone asks me how belief coding came about I must have told this story a thousand times and it always seems like a a long-winded story but basically I'd always been interested in spirituality and I think if I wasn't interested in spirituality and if I I didn't believe in kind of like God, the power of the universe, I think my journey would have been a lot harder than it was Um, but just before I went on to The Apprentice and suppressed memories of sexual abuse started to surface, surface, sorry. Um, and that was because I was under so much stress and pressure having to write that bloody business plan. It was, it was horrific. <laughs> and realize, um, your body remembers what sometimes your mind can't remember. Mm. So my body remembered the last time I was yeah. underneath that pressure and stress was when um, I experienced sexual abuse as a child. Anyway, these memories started to come back up. Um, two weeks before I went to The Apprentice, I nearly didn't go on the TV show, but my mantra was, put it in a box and deal with it later. The worst thing you can do is suppress memory. <laughs> like, the worst thing I actually do. Um, anyway, so I did The Apprentice, and then I, I literally felt like I was running away from something and not really owning up to my responsibilities um, of being a parent because of all this stuff that had come up. And I couldn't quite understand mm. or comprehend or could forget something so big. Um, so I went to see a therapist and just kind of, I didn't really deal with it. I just went into sort of flight mode where I was just running away from everything. 
And then about eight months after that happened, um, my three girls, they lost their father to suicide. Um, Now, and then a month after that, I had a miscarriage. So I would say that was possibly the worst time of my life. And I'd gone through like what I call the dark night of the soul. Now, I know a lot of your listeners, they will be into manifestation. They will uh, be into the, the law of attraction, the power of the universe. And when you really believe in the magic of life and the world, when something happens to you like that consecutively, you can't quite comprehend that that could happen. Um, and I really fell into sort of victim mentality of like, you know, how has this happened to me? You know, how has mm. this happened to my girl? Um, and I really sort of sat in that victim mentality. You know, I really lost my faith for a moment in the universe um, because I just could, I just couldn't understand how that could happen to me. Anyway, just to cut through a short, when Alistair, my ex-partner, died, it was that point when I really knew that I needed to do something just to make sure that my three girls were okay um, and that they didn't hold on to anything that wasn't theirs to hold on to. So I literally threw myself into training in absolutely everything you could possibly imagine. <laughs> I became obsessed to a point of looking psychotic to do with um, development, to do with mindset, to do with energy, to do with somatic work. Um, when the sexual abuse came up, I went to see a therapist, but then I'm like, oh my God, I feel worse. This is not help me. And I'd literally wallow in it. And I think for me, one thing on the journey to make sure that my girls were going to be okay, it, it just, it, it changed my life. Like it just completely and utterly changed my life. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how belief coding was born. I started to bring in these techniques that I'd learned into various um, work I did with coaching with clients and the clients that would go through, like the little elements that I did, would have really big breakthroughs. Yeah. Um, and I started to create a process and the, that process became belief coding. But going back to my journey from 18 years old, it's funny, isn't it? The things that you are naturally drawn to and the things that you naturally read and that you're naturally interested in. And I'd always been consumed in like people, like learning about people. I love people. So everything that I'd learned from the age of sort of 18 has contributed into the stuff that I trained in over the past sort of seven years um, to create belief coding. And it is, it's, it's literally amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. And I mean, I've, I've witnessed it firsthand at Happy Place Festival. And I will talk about that because like, like I say, we've already met. <laughs> like I was at Happy Place Festival and I was saying earlier, wasn't that, you know, when you just recognize someone's voice, you've got like quite a strong Mancunian accent. So obviously when I heard your voice, we were sat at the back of the tent because we were quite late in. We'd been to see Poppy doing all of her tapping and things like that. And by the time we got in the tent, they were handing out like little pods of cacao to open up the heart chakra. And we sat down and I was like, oh, this is our time to chill. It was getting towards the end of the day. And we lay down and obviously I was just hearing your voice and, you know, because you had your hair tied up and because I'm so used to seeing you in suits on TV, like on The Apprentice and things, thank you because you were in yoga gear, I just didn't recognize it was you. And afterwards I was like, I'm going to follow her. She was amazing. And I looked and I was like, I'm already following it. And then I was like, oh my God, it's Jess. (laughs) And I just like clicked and I was like, shit. I was like, I can't believe that. And we were trying to get back in because I was like, I want my photo taken with her. Um, But yeah, it was just absolutely amazing. So kind of shall we talk about belief coding as such like so talk us through some of the techniques involved because i know it's like a lot of you know like eft tapping nlp cbt so how do we use these to kind of change our belief system yeah so the thing is we don't do eft anymore actually within it so when i first developed it i used to start tapping and um, just to open up the subconscious yeah um, and again so for me I work a lot with my spirit guides and my ancestors and and it's I've only really started to work with them over the past sort of two years and 
when you work with your guides, you before you start working with your guides, you think you're making this this stuff up, and you think like, "Am I a crazy person?" Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when you start to work with your spirit guide, you start to recognize the energy is different. And you start to recognise it's coming from a higher power. Um, so my guides were like, you don't need to tap. I was like, what? <laughs> They're like, you don't need to tap. Anyway, um, a year after I stopped tapping, I actually interviewed um, um, on my podcast, which is launched. I'm going to ask if you want to come on my podcast, actually. But I actually interviewed 100%. Gary. <laughs> yeah. And Gary Craig is the founder of EFT. So when I'm interviewing him, um, Gary, bear in mind, this guy's the founder of EFT. And he was like, yeah, I don't tap. I've not been tapping since 2014. What? I was like, whoa! I was like, if the founder of tapping is no longer tapping, this has definitely come from a higher source. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so it really it kind of blew me away. So we don't do tapping. And um, I think there's lots of different elements of um, techniques in belief coding. So we use elements of NLP. We use elements of CBT, which is like reframing. Mm. But it's very much a, a modality and a standalone modality of itself. Um, but essentially what it enables you to do we all have these stories in which we tell ourselves and like every single person that you talk to which you'll know um everyone's had shitty experiences and everyone's had stuff where they felt crap they felt sad they felt low they felt depressed anger frustration or whatever it is and we make it mean something and we make it kind of mean that you know we're not good enough we can't do this we can't do that so what belief coding does it allows you to literally go back to those moments that are connected to the specific thing that you want to change about your beliefs and change it and once you change that experience that made you feel like the crap the anger the frustration it literally changes your life and your beliefs um so again yeah. i think the main thing is, and obviously you know yourself you know when you change your beliefs it changes your actions when you change your actions you feel confident to go after what you want um and I think this is the interesting thing with manifestation like manifestation is definitely you know there's elements of the magic of the world in there but actually we actually don't we'll go properly into manifestation because i think this will blow quite a few of your listeners mind yeah go for it well i remember and I, I don't know if you were like this but do you know when you're trying your best to manifest and you're, you're looking up everything to do with manifestation and like you're like, okay, so how do I manifest this? Tips to manifest. And you're literally driving yourself insane trying to figure out how to manifest what you bloody want. That was me, right? Now, and I'll, I'll actually, I'll talk your um, listeners through a little technique so they can actually see what's stopping them. But what manifestation is, manifestation is literally a set of belief systems. So i tell you what, let's do this with you, so then it'll enable your listeners to actually go along with it. Okay. What's one thing, Ma, that you would absolutely love to manifest? That's not coming, but it's been on your vision board for ages. Oh, my God. So <laughs> there's a few things, because, I mean, we're going through the adoption process right now, so twins is a big one for me. I would love to have twins. Um, A new house, the new, the new house, I know the area, I know the exact house I want, it's there's someone living in there a minute i want them to hurry up and fuck off <laughs> okay then yeah so ooh, let me ask you a question so if you put your hand on your heart mm-hmm. okay i'm just thinking the house and i'm trying to think about the house and the twins I'm, I'm trying to think how to make it relatable okay so if you close your eyes and just put your hand on your heart yeah okay so why do you think or like what's the benefit of having the house it's a lovely area it's got loads of like forest walks around it it's in a like a private like housing estate it's it's just gorgeous it makes me happy it like fills my soul up every time I look at pictures of it on my vision board um it's just a little bit pricey that's the only downside but it just makes me so happy okay so a bit pricey um but it's on a beautiful estate 
Okay. Now, in order for you to get the house, what actions do you need to take to get the house? Earn more money. <laughs> Earn more money. Okay. That is literally the only thing that's stopping me. It's like over half a million, this house. And okay. I just don't know how we would do it on current salaries. Okay, then. So earn more money. So what actions do you need to do to earn more money? Um, obviously, expand my podcast, expand my business, take on more one-to-one clients. Okay. Um, expand my academy, sell more, basically, and expand the business. I think that would obviously help bring in everything. Okay, then. So when you talk about expanding the business, how do you expand it? What action do you need to take to expand your business? get my face out there like the people that do buy from me I've got like all five star reviews for example everyone says everything that I sell is amazing it's just I have such imposter syndrome <laughs> there you go so again right so <laughs> first I was gonna ask you is why have you not got your face out there like why have you not got it absolutely everywhere but you've already answered it so yeah. You not getting your dream house is directly connected to not being in alignment with what you believe about yourself because you've got imposter syndrome. But what people don't realize is when we talk about alignment, a lot of people don't really fully understand that what alignment is but when you're in true alignment with um, what it is that you want, you'll get it. So just to recap, so people kind of get it again. For you to have that house on a subconscious level means that you will feel that imposter syndrome bigger and bigger and bigger. Imposter syndrome doesn't feel good. It feels painful. So what we do as subconscious, we run towards pleasure. We run away from pain. But again, from a subconscious viewpoint, for you to have that house would mean that you're you're an imposter having that house. Yeah. Until yeah. you work on your imposter syndrome, you're never going to get the house you want because your yeah. subconscious believes that, oh, I can't give him that house because he's going to feel like an imposter in that house. So what I'll do, yeah. I'll make sure he doesn't show up. I'll make sure he doesn't do this so he doesn't get that house. And it's the same with money. So a lot of people, they see people, a lot of people want more money. But then they look at people who have money and think, oh, it's all right for them. And they feel jealousy, envy, bitterness or whatever it is. So what they're actually telling themselves and their subconscious and that vibration is, for me to have more money, I am going to feel more jealousy, more resentment, because that is the only connection. So they're never going to make the money that they want to make. Yeah, it's funny, Jess, because obviously I've got your Belief Code and Workshop um, booklet here. And I'm just going to like open it up because Mm. one of the first things you asked us to do was the first page. And it said, like, if we give you a magic wand, what is the one thing you would change that is negative impacting you right now? Mm. And I put self-doubt and self-belief. And then it said, how does the above make you feel if you had to choose three emotions? And I put negative imposter syndrome lack and self-belief and then it was like what does it make you feel like and I put not feeling good enough and then underneath it said how does the above negatively impact you and I wrote I never feel like people want to hear from me I feel like I have no friends so as soon as I came out of that because I was with Emma Mumford and Francesca Amber and we kind of like debriefed as we're walking away from the tent and Emma went, but why? She was like, your podcast is literally number one for spirituality right now in the UK. People clearly want to listen to you. And then all of a sudden, this girl came over to me and went, excuse me, are you Mark Tweedy? And I went, yeah. And she went, can I get a photo, please? <laughs> and she was like, I listen to your podcast. And Fran and Emma, literally, their mouths dropped open and they were like, that is manifestation right there. They were like, you've just been saying how you didn't do, you 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 feeling like really like an imposter. And then all of a sudden, you've just done that work there in that workshop 
you've come out of it and all of a sudden like this girl wants a photo with you yeah because if you look at it this way right so every time you remove a limitation you naturally vibrate higher so when you work with Mm -hmm. the shadows and you work with you know the the darker parts of yourself which you have shame or embarrassment or whatever it is attached to it when you get rid of that you're naturally more open so actually when you've walked out the belief content after that session you're more open to opportunities your body language open uh, is open you're all open so you're more approachable so i will guarantee there have been loads of people like bloody hell that's March Weedy, that's March Weedy. But they won't really book you because the imposter syndrome, when you walk and you might not walk yeah. out with your head held as high. Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> It's me. I love this stuff. I do as well. Can I just say as well, your belief code and like workers, honestly, I thought it was like a little cult when we got there because we got to the main gate at like nine o'clock in the morning and this girl handed me a fly and was like, do you want to come to the belief code and workshop later? And I went, actually, we've already got tickets. We're coming to the four o'clock one. And she was like, all right, there's going to be another one. So we literally walked like two meters further down and someone else handed me another flyer. <laughs> and then we got like to the bottom where the castle bit was and someone else handed me another flyer. I was like, bloody hell, her, she's got some workers on her so are they all kind of people that have gone through the program yeah this is the thing so a lot of people before they join the program they genuinely believe that we've organized a cult um, <laughs> but like, at first i was like i don't get it i was like why do people think it's a cult and i, I couldn't get my head around yeah. it right and then i've actually joined a coaching program with a guy called russell brunson amazing guy um but I felt like oh like when i was telling my partner about russell brunson my partner's well, my fiance is looking at me like have you joined a cult? And I was like, oh my God, I get it. I get it now. And I think what it is, when you, like belief code is literally life changing. So a lot of my clients, they, you know, they've suffered with um, anxiety. They've suffered with feeling like they haven't got a purpose. Um, you know, they've suffered with lack. They've suffered with not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy enough. All of these stuff, all of the bullshit that their brain has been telling them, they've believed. So when you go through the program, and then automatically, when you do the inner work and you're like, hang on a minute, I am good enough. I am worthy. I'm not an anxious person. Um, I no longer have depression. I have a purpose. That changes a person's life. And when it changes your life, you have to shout about it. But also part of becoming a facilitator and part of going through the process and the training is you do belief coding on each other. So not only are you experiencing these life like transforming shifts you're also facilitating somebody else and you are literally seeing before your very eyes somebody else having this amazing life transformation in front of you you have like you can't not shout about it you have to tell everybody because uh, and even from my own experience you know I went through a lot of my life thinking that I was a naturally anxious person and through doing this work I know I'm not so I have to tell people about it because when you have conversations and you know you see somebody and they're not seeing how amazing they are and they're really sort of devaluing themselves you're like no that's a belief that that's like that's bs you have to shout about it um so I think that's why it is because everyone is just so passionate and everyone is just so incredible and amazing and they, they literally just want to get it out there like the, I would say everyone within the mm. is on my wavelength in the sense of we just want everyone to know about belief coding so obviously we have all of these like beliefs within us and they obviously shape and define our personal kind of sense of reality don't they mm. so 
kind of what is one thing that my listeners can do right now to either identify or help change their limiting thoughts? Because in the workshop, for example, you asked us to do like a fall response, didn't you? Where you asked yes or no questions and like maybe a yes was a fall forward and no was a fall backwards until you kind of pinpoint. So what can we do right now that will kind of identify or help change our limiting thoughts? So I think the first thing to acknowledge is all your limiting thoughts are bullshit. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) uh, And this is where it comes from, right? So let me ask all of your listeners a question. How many of you know what's happened in the future? No one. (laughs) Okay. How many of you know what is going to happen in the next 10 seconds? No one. We all believe we know what is going to happen in the next 10 seconds. We all believe we know what is going to happen in the next week. The reason we believe that is because of our past experiences. Mm. Our brain literally only has our past experiences to to go from. So it's our past experiences that literally dictate our thoughts and our beliefs because we actually don't know, like for all we know, you know, an alien could literally laugh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In our garden in the next two seconds, and I genuinely believe that could happen. Um, <laughs> But we don't know what's going to happen. So I think the first thing I want you all to acknowledge is whatever you're telling yourself, whether you said, you know, I'm not good enough, you know, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too stupid. Know that that thought process literally comes from a past experience. And I think one of the easiest ways for you to acknowledge that is if you think about one thing that you really, really want, and when you really think of it, then you ask yourself, how does this make me feel? And they might say, well, it makes me feel nervous or anxious then just ask yourself, okay, so why do I feel nervous or anxious to do with this one thing that I want? So for example, we're also in the process of buying our home and it's been a bloody nightmare. (laughs) Um, But how does it make me feel about this home? You know, it makes me feel nervous. Okay, so why does it make me feel nervous about, about buying this home? When I'm asking myself questions, I'm giving myself an answer. It's like, because you don't think you're really gonna get it. Because I don't think I'm really going to get it. That's what's making me feel anxious about getting the home. So now I want to understand, okay, so why do I think this? Because this thought process has to come from a past experience. So when I ask, you know, why do I think that I'm not going to get this house? And why is it making me feel nervous? A memory has automatically popped into my head. And the memory is... We bought a house, like 12. We put an offering for a house 12 months ago. We got it accepted. And then the guy decided he wasn't going to sell it, but we'd uprooted all our family. (laughs) So doesn't it make sense why I'm feeling anxious and nervous that this house is not going to go through? Um, Because it happened 12 months ago. Now, everything, everything to do with any single limitation 
you're only limited because something happened years ago, last week, a month mm. ago, in a past life even, that it feels familiar to what you're going through now. So to overcome what it is, you first need to understand why you think that. Now, what belief coding does, belief coding allows you to go super, super deep. But for your listeners, it, it, we wouldn't let them go super deep because we don't know what's going to come up. Whereas when you mm. ask yourself a question, your subconscious will only show you what is safe to show you. So the first thing you would do is, Mark down what it is that you want. So again, if you want like an extra thousand pounds in your bank, then you would ask, how is it making me feel not having that thousand pounds? Nervous. Then just ask, okay, feeling nervous about not being able to make a thousand pounds. Where does that come from? And allow yourself to answer. And if you have no answer, just ask again, okay, so where does that come from? Where does that come from? And I promise you, you will get an answer. If nothing comes up and you go blank, if you just gently tap your third eye, and the reason why we tap the third eye, it's not EFT, but we tap it because it scrambles your conscious brain because you're using touch. So instead of focusing and being in your head, you've got that body and mind connection. And then when you ask, where did it come from? Feeling nervous to do this extra thousand pounds. Where did it come from? And then a memory pops up. And the memory usually makes so much sense to why you've not got it. So when you understand that, then you set yourself an action to actually get the extra thousand pounds, to actually get the house or whatever it is that you want. Yeah, just kind of inspires that action, doesn't it? And then obviously it, it's it's a great way of putting it as well, like what you were saying there about like, you don't know what's happening in the future. You don't even know what's happening in the next 10 seconds, for example. And it is, it's like once bitten, twice shy. So you're always like, you're tarnishing your future thoughts by what's happened to you in the past, aren't you? Yeah, but most people don't realise that. Like a lot of mm. literally, when you believe, when you're anxious daily, you literally believe you're an anxious person. Yeah. No one is an anxious person. Anxiety is a feeling that is triggered by a situation. Um, but because you believe it to your core, you just you, it disables you and you can't you can't do anything about it or you believe you can't do anything about it. But once you understand that everything is healable, everything is achievable. And whether it's healable or achievable, it all stems from what you believe you can have or not have. Everything. It's mad. So aside from belief coding, I know you also kind of help people to meet their spirit guides and ancestors. Having done this myself with you, I did your little workshop. Um, so how do we access our spirit guides and ancestors? Like yeah. to put it kind of in a short cliff notes version. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you know what? I think the first thing is you have to be open. Um, and being open is being open is literally just allowing whatever comes through so sometimes when you're desperate to meet your spirit guide they won't show themselves like yeah. whoa this is not being open you're false in the head <laughs> um whereas if you're just open to what comes through you're more likely to meet your spirit guides but essentially it's just going into going into a higher state of consciousness with that intention to meet your spirit guide um, one of the easiest ways is to do a guided meditation. Um, at the moment, I've got a guided meditation where literally you pay whatever supports your circumstances. Um, but that's it, really. It's just kind of having having um, a, a guide, yeah, having a guided meditation to reach that high state of consciousness to allow yourself to meet your spirit guide. But once you meet your spirit guide, and once you really start to work with the energy of your guides, you start to understand, and you well, not even understand actually, you just know that there's something else there that's supporting you and that's with you the energy is just different yeah I love that I always feel like 
when I first learned about spirit guides and things like that, I was thinking, oh my God, has this situation in the past, is it because I've been guided down this road? Like the whole reason that I started Canny Crystals was that I was in a depressive state when my granddad passed in 2019 and I got myself so, so low. Like I wasn't leaving the house or anything. I was just laying in the bath for two hours at a time, like staring at the ceiling. And one of my friends like that started an online crystal shop suggested that I try some tumble stones. And I was like, yeah, whatever. They're, they're just rocks. Do you know what I mean? And before I knew it, I had about 200 of them around the house and literally like everywhere. And then I was like, oh, I know I could like start a little business selling candles and crystals as gift sets. I was working in the NHS at the time. So I already had a full-time job. I just wanted something to, you know, for a little bit of pocket money, really. And then just like that, I heard my granddad's voice as I was trying to think of a name. And he always used to say Gan Canny. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, Canny Crystals. And it just came to us like that. And I was like, has my granddad guided me? Like, is he my spirit guide? Has he guided me down this road to where I am today? Yeah. So you can. So people who've passed over, they can become your guides. Um, mm. And like, so and we have more than one guide as well. So for me, I have I have three guides um, that I've met. I have Jan, who's my Red Indian. I have Rob, who's a samurai. And then um, I have a lady, but she's only shown herself to me once in a meditation. She's still quite closed off, but I always feel her presence. And then my granddad, who I never met, um, I did a belief coding session because I wanted to open up more spiritually because when we are closed off spiritually, again, it stems from scary experiences to do with yeah. being open spiritually. And it took me back to this memory where I'd gone to visit my Auntie Diane at a house and she had a haunted house. And me and my brother had like snuck up to the attic and the light was on. And then my brother like turned around, but I didn't realise he switched the light off and legged it downstairs. I was like, ah! <laughs> ghost like this this like black shadow in the mirror and it terrified me so when I did this belief coding session this memory came up and then I really started to freak out because like the yeah. feeling the fear and terror came back but when I went into the session it was my granddad so that spirit was my granddad there being like hey it's me and then when I went into this he was like I'm your spirit guide I'm one of your guides and I was like holy shit this is amazing <laughs> but since then like since opening up again um I'd like my guides come through a lot quicker. And then also I've used belief coding to like open up my light language to work with my galactic team. Um, just like, just amazing, amazing stuff because every, everything limits us. Like we are sovereign, like energetic, amazing, amazing beings just having this human solid experience. Wow. I know you've also got an Akashic Records um, course on mm. your website as well, haven't you? So what does that involve? Because I've heard oh. of Akashic Records, but I've never ever like kind of delved into it. So it's my understanding that it's, anything that's ever going to happen in the universe like ever in kind of this universal library is that kind of correct yeah so it's funny back before everything happened with covid in 2020 um i think a lot of people felt this but it was in the february and i just had a really bad feeling that something was going to happen or i just had like a really unsettled feeling and i've now got five children um and i just i thought oh my god like i'm gonna have this feeling something's gonna go with my kids and it was really really scaring me and this was before belief coding um so i literally i took myself into the akashic records just doing a a guided meditation and i had the most sorry before you go into the akashic records you ask three questions and you ask your guides to take these three questions so this was the first time that i met um, rob my second spirit guide and he took me into the Akashic Records. And my question was, you know, my girl's going to be okay. My boy's going to be okay. You know, is everyone safe? And then it took me to three records. So essentially a record could be a moment in the past, a moment in the present, um, mm. a moment in a past life or a moment in the future. 
So Rob took me to three different records in the future where one record I was a really old lady with all my family around me. The second record was where I was in my 60s and had all my family there with my mum and dad. My mum and dad were still with us. And then the third memory, the third, sorry, not memory, um, experience or record was I was there at the birth of one of my grandchildren. So it reassured me that everything was okay. And I was like, okay, this is bizarre. So then I went into train on the Akashic Records. Um, and what you find is just, it's amazing. Like it helps you to find your purpose. You can ask, you know, uh, with the inter- you can ask any questions to go into the records with. Um and what happens is you go to wherever your records are kept um, and then you get shown the answers. But the, the thing is as well, sometimes your guides will only show you what you're able to see. So yeah. when I've gone into the records recently, sometimes they won't show me information because it's part of my karma, it's part of my cycle. Um, yes, they won't show me everything. But Or sometimes when you go into the Akashic Records, you'll go in and you'll see one record, then you'll ask a question and then it'll just drop out. So you'll see a vision and then it'll just go completely blank and you're like, oh, and then the vision will come back. So your guides have gone away to have a conversation with the higher beings or the higher states of consciousness and then they'll come back and they're like, okay, you can see this now. It's really bizarre. It's like, oh, what's, what's just happened? I'm going to have to really, really look into this. I'm, I'm going to do your course as well. Like I'm obsessed with stuff like this. Like I always ask my crystals, like I carry crystals all the time, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And I use my crystals for like guidance and things. And I ask them questions like that all yeah. the time. And sometimes like I just ask for a sign from the universe. Like the other day I'd ask to see a blue button fly so i was like how often do you see a blue butterfly i kid you not a blue butterfly went straight past and then two minutes later there was a kids tv program on and they were trying to chase this blue butterfly and i was like how like i don't understand how it works but it works doesn't it yeah this is the thing so do you know like we're all energy and i think yeah they comprehend that so before i was like okay yeah get we're all energy i I understand it but i don't get it anyway back in 2021 i did a a retreat and we took these ladies into um, a sound bath and we'd all had a bit of plant medicine um when we went into this sound bath oh my god mark like I, I don't know who showed me it was like angels these galactic beings it was the universe i don't know who it was but it was this energetic force and it literally showed everything made up of atoms and when we have a thought the thought is part of the conscious mind and then all the atoms come together to solidify to give you that thought I was like whoa this is insane so that's it so when you ask a question you're already thinking it and you're already it's already a manifestation as soon as you think one thing it already manifests but you're in alignment to see that manifestation and it's the same way you know when you want to manifest the house you know that whatever it is the house already exists the house is on a different vibrational state so at the moment you're passing it but as soon as you come up to the same state it becomes to be yours yeah everything I love that. Honestly, that's made like, I'm sure like people listening to this as well will be thinking, oh my God, this is exactly why like my manifestations aren't happening. Because yeah. I get their messages like on a daily basis, like I'm manifesting so, so hard, but I'm just not seeing any results. Like what am I doing wrong and things like that. So when people are manifesting so hard, what, what energy are they in? It's desperation, isn't it? I always say this. Not, oh yeah, I trust it's going to come because nothing has to be hard work and when you're manifesting really hard like no that that's hard that's a low energy whereas trust faith like faith i say what's a, a bloody beautiful thing when you're trying to manifest when you find yourself going at it hard stop and just say i'm gonna have faith and even now yeah. everyone closes their eyes and just listen listen to these two words have faith have faith energetically you shift 
And then also, do you want to go into gratitude a little bit? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, we love a bit of gratitude. So, again, the reason why gratitude works when you're trying to manifest is because if, for example, you are, I don't know, I heard you say the other day, actually, on one of your, your podcast videos that you always use money in exa- as an example, and I do, because it's one of the t- most tangible things to kind of think about. But whether it's money or a relationship that you're after or whatever it is, if you feel anger or bitterness or any negative feeling towards not having money, not having the relationship, again, you're going to repel it because to be in the relationship would mean more anger and frustration. To have the money would mean more anger and frustration. So when you flip it and you start showing gratitude for the money you have got, whether it's, you know, minus tenor in your in your overdraft, if you show gratitude for the fact you have an overdraft, you're starting to create positive associations with money. If it's, you know, giving gratitude to your friends who've got an amazing relationship, you're starting to associate gratitude with a relationship. So that's why gratitude works in being able to manifest what it is that you want, because you're changing the feelings towards the things you want to gratitude instead of lack, resentment, frustration. Yeah, I totally agree. I always say gratitude is the key to life. Honestly, it really, really is. So um, Jess, just before we finish up, I just want to ask you, what is the best bit of advice that you've ever been given and who gave you it? Because I can imagine that you've been given some mad advice over the years. I just want to know what the best bit of advice you've been given. Do you know what? The best bit of advice, and again, I don't know if I was given this if I read it or whether I made it up myself. I genuinely could not tell you where this has come from. But I think judgment is one of the biggest things that stops us from doing everything and anything. Because when we fear judgment... We, we worry. Whereas someone once said to me, again, I read it or I made it up, there are always going to be people that absolutely love you. There are going to be people that like you, people who are unsure and people who hate you. Whereas if you learn to love yourself, it doesn't matter who loves or dislikes you because you, you're comfortable being yourself. And I think once you know that, it really frees you to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So what's next for you then, Jess? Like, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Um, I'm going to be honest, with my own island and a yacht. Yeah. <laughs> just, just enjoying just being with the kids. I think for the past couple of years, um, I've just, yeah, for the past couple of years, like, everything has really taken off with belief coding. Um, and I feel like I'm only just starting to get more of a balance. But I think in the next few years, I definitely want to um, just be retired and just, like, looking after my kids and, like, with my fiancé and, yeah, that's it really. But before that, before that, I want belief coding. Like, my mission is, I genuinely believe my mission is to get belief coding as mainstream as things like CBT, NLP, um, and just get absolutely everybody knowing about it. I think it's definitely going that way as well, because obviously we saw you at Happy Place, and then you recently did Flagstock as well, didn't you? And I know you've got the other Happy Place coming up in September, I think it is, next month. Yeah. So, yeah, I can just see it, like, skyrocketing from next year. Do you know what's weird as well? We were both born on the same day as well. It's really weird. 3rd of March, 1987. Yeah. Oh my God, 1987 as well. Yeah. So weird, isn't it? You do not look 36, but can I just say, do you know what? (laughs) That's Botox. (laughs) Um, But no, you've not even mentioned the most important um, place where I've been featured. Where? Canny Crystals. (laughs) I was so confused. I was like, what? Where? The number one spiritual podcast. Hello. (laughs) Yeah, I'm being serious. Like this is it. Like this is the exposure. You gotta get it more out there. You gotta believe. But this is exactly it. Like this is what I was talking about earlier about like getting your face out there. Like 
I follow um, a woman who's my business coach called Denise DeField Thomas. And she always says, your face is your fortune. And she always says, unless you literally get your face out there, you're not going to make a fortune. You've just got to like get from behind the camera in front of the camera and just go for it. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Oh, I love her emails. I signed up to her email. And she's fabulous. Isn't Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I love her. So Jess, where can my followers and listeners, where can they find you? Yes. So if you want to learn more about Belief Coding, um, if you search for Belief underscore coding on Instagram, you'll see us there. Um, my Instagram is also there. And then we have a, an amazing, huge community um, called Belief Coding, Transformational Healing uh, from Within, which is on Facebook. So feel free to join Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> I didn't even know that was there. I'm going to join. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mark. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I will pop all of Jess's links in the show notes below. Jess, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. And I'll catch up with you again soon. Oh, thank you, Mark. Bye, everyone. Thanks very much, everyone else, for listening. See you next week. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.